and turn this off and okay all right and so welcome to what the fox today i am on with nicole burgess and nicole is with nicoleburgesscoaching.com and she is gonna talk to us today about self-care and the idea of stress management so welcome <laughs> nicole well, thanks so much for having me on, Sharon. I know you and I were talking about just how COVID has impacted so many women and especially moms regarding the stress levels and how do they manage it? What has changed? Hmm. Everybody's home. <laughs> Everybody's home. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And I know for some families, like at the beginning of this whole thing, when schools were let out and everybody was working from home and all of that, they started to get really creative on creating workspaces, maybe some school spaces. But what then happened is you and I were kind of talking before we hit record, when everybody's home, if the, the mom isn't leaving the house at all, if nobody's really leaving and taking breaks from one another, you're just there with one another. And it's like, you can't ever get out of the role that you're in. So if you've got your woman hat, business hat on, right, for part of the day and the kids are, you know, they're doing whatever they're doing and your partner's doing whatever they're doing. And then you switch into that mom role, you don't have a break. So it's making sure like you had even talked about, you know, go take a car drive if you can get out of the house, tell your family, hey, I'm gonna go take a little break and go take a walk see you all later, be back in maybe a half hour or something like that. So you can at least breathe and exhale or go meditate, do something that works for you to recharge you. I'm curious, Sharon, for you, is there other things that you've been hearing from your clients that you really want to kind of address today? Because there's tons of areas I can go with um, regarding stress management, but I'm curious, do you have some clients or even some of your listeners who are saying, here's my top things that are stressing me out? Yeah, it's just really just having the kids around all the time. Um, there was even, I think, it's giving ourselves permission to have that time um, because, like, one listener and stuff or one person was uh, had seven-year-old and a 10-year-old, and she's like, I never have time to work on my business. And in my mind, I'm thinking seven-year-old and 10-year-old, you're old enough to sit down and watch a movie by yourself. You're old mm -hmm. enough to, you know, sit with that popcorn and give mom an hour and in her mind, she's still not able to do that. And so giving yourself permission to take that break, to let the kids entertain themselves with the TV maybe for an hour, or, you know, they go outside in the backyard and they play for a little bit of time or something and stuff, but giving yourself that permission to actually do the things that you want to get done. Yes. It, just because everybody's home doesn't mean like you switch off that you can't ask for help or you can't ask for your own time. It means like, yeah, that's being more strategic about things. And like you're saying, when they're, the kids are older, they can kind of manage themselves for a little bit of knowing like, you know, she's still at home, but yeah, you could set them up with the movie. You can make it quiet time. And if an hour seems like that's too long, then make it a half hour time frame so that you can at least get into some flow within your business and work on it and you can start to see yourself moving forward and then the kids can check in. I know for some families, if they've been, um, what do I wanna say, doing the social distancing, not having a lot of contact with other people, 
and the, the families are kind of talking, they may swap on and off with who does watching the kids. So one family may be like, okay, I'm going to go do this today, or I need a break from my kids, you know, and they're with the neighbor kids because they are all okay with how much they've been out of the house and how they've been exposed or not exposed. And so they're starting to kind of do sharing that way. So it's not on just, you know, all on one set of parents, they do some yeah, babysitting in a sense, but it's the kids get interaction too and have different dynamics because I know some of the sibling stuff has gotten kind of a, uh, frustrating for some of the kids are like, this is the only kid I get to see all the time. And so parents are trying to get creative at how to get the kids entertained as well. Right. And so there, it does cause a lot of stress. And so what kind of things can we do to help de-stress? I think one of the biggest things is really look at what you think you quote have to do, or like what you and I were talking about, like you think you should do and really examine, is that something that is either A, is it going to move my business forward? Is this going to improve my relationship with my children or my, my family? Is this something for me? Really look at, do I truly need to do everything that I've got on my list for the day? Is there something that maybe I can outsource? Is there some habit I used to do that was functioning when everybody was out and I didn't have as much going on at home? And so it worked then but maybe it doesn't work anymore. And so you can truly take it off the list. Maybe you need to actually delegate some of these things, these tasks to your kids. If it's not like your business related, but like house related, start to incorporate them helping out with making meals or picking up or doing things. Cause those are life skills for your kids. That way you then have a little more time for yourself at the end of the day, or maybe at the beginning of the day to take a true deep breath. Because remember, if you are consistently stressed out, we know our country here in the U.S., we're typically stressed out often, right? That anxiety level is up, the stress out is up. What that does is it increases your cortisol levels, it increases the risk of high blood pressure, heart attacks, all the really nasty things internally. And so you do not want to deplete your adrenal glands and go into adrenal fatigue. So it's looking at, okay, I could do this for a day max, two maybe, but if I'm doing this day in and day out, I'm also role modeling to others of how not to take care of yourself. So it's okay for me to pivot. It really is okay for me to say, I need some extra help. It's okay for me to maybe ask other family members if I feel comfortable with them that are outside of the household, if they can come in and help out with these things. Maybe I need to get a virtual babysitter to kind of quote, watch the kids or entertain them if they can't come over. There's get creative, but see what you can also truly take off your list versus, oh, I have to do this. Yeah, that's all great information, especially, I mean, like we have a chore chart that if our children decide to actually do something that's on the chart, then they get paid for it. And it's not quite the allowance because they're not getting $3 a week for doing all of their chores or anything. They get to pick which chores that they want to help with. So if they do the dishes, then they get a dollar. If they put their own clothes on to wash, then they get 50 cents. If they switch it over, they get 50 cents. And if they put it away, they get another dollar. So they actually have the potential of being able to make some money. And it's by doing the things that they're voluntarily helping around the house. So if they go out and pull weeds, then they get a dollar. And so it's little bits of pieces, but those little bits actually add up. But what we actually did too, to kind of help encourage our you know, my husband and I 
is we get the money too. So if we take the dogs out, we get the 50 cents. If we do the dishes, we get the $2. So that way it actually is kind of helping with our mindset because we're not just doing stuff around the house and feeling like that we constantly are having to do things. We're getting paid. And so I've got my savings account that's building up by about $20, $25 every week because I'm doing things around the house that are going to have to be done anyway, but why not at least make something fun out of it? Well, I was going to say, that's a beautiful creative idea. I've never, I've not actually heard parents like, I'm going to pay myself, but what a beautiful voice. Like, Hey, if you're not going to do that, I'm totally going to get paid. Thank you. Right. <laughs> well, I used to steal from my kids because anytime they left money in their clothes and I actually did their clothes <laughs> for them and I found the money, I was like, yes, I had $5 richer because you didn't do your laundry. And <laughs> but then I realized I was giving $5 back to them every time they'd want to walk out the door too. So it was, <laughs> it was really paying myself back for the money that I already had given them. But yeah, just being able to actually try to help, you know, motivate yourself and stuff, but also watch your mindset and the things mm -hmm. that you're actually saying to yourself. If you're saying I'm always busy, then you're going to always feel busy. If you're saying yep. that I never have time to do whatever it is, you're never going to have time to do that because your mind is going to actually be looking for evidence to, to validate what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And so now I say I have all the time in the world. I have plenty of time to do the things that I need to do. I, you know, I might have a lot of things that I'm going to do and that's okay to say, but I'm not going to say I'm too busy to do something because I don't want to, give my mind that opportunity to find the evidence to validate that. Yes. And I think another word to use, right? Instead of, I have to do this, I'm choosing to do this. I'm like, I'm being very intentional. I'm going to do this task right now. And that is my choice versus, oh, here it is again. I have to. It's like, well, if you think that maybe again, that task needs to be taken off the list or how are you telling yourself? Yeah. I'm too busy. I'm too this and reframing that. Beautiful. Yeah. And then with the, I'm choosing and stuff, really taking care of your kids, you are choosing to take care of your kids. Every single action that you do is a choice. Now, if you don't take care of your kids, will they be taken from you? Probably, but you are choosing to do that. You are choosing to make sure that they're taken care of and that their well-being is taken care of. And that is great. And, but you, it is still a choice. You don't have to do that. You could have your kids taken from you. You could have your kids be, you know, often somewhere else, but it is still a choice to do that. But then it's also a choice to take care of yourself and you need yeah. to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And everybody points out, you know, put your oxygen mask on first because otherwise you can't help anybody else and stuff like the planes do. But mm -hmm. it really is true. If they're not taking care of themselves, you're depleted. You're not the mom that you want to be. You don't show up the way that you want to show up. You're sitting there tired and grumpy and snapping at your kids. And that's not the mom that you want to be either. And so by taking care of yourself and making sure that you actually do take down your stress levels a little bit and do some self-care and work on your mindset and journal your thoughts and things like that and stuff, then that's giving you that opportunity to calm down and to take a step back so that you can be a better parent. Absolutely. I think the other thing that that goes along with it, at least what I hear from women is 
not even asking for the help or they, if they do ask for help, they struggle with actually receiving help. Like if others may tell them, Hey, Nicole, I can do X, Y, and Z for you. Or, Hey, Judy, I can take care of this over here. You go do, you know, you go take that walk in the park. Oh no, I can't do that. Right. And so it's again, shifting your mindset of like, what story are you telling yourself of like, why is it, um, what about you receiving help? And then, so I often hear it why I feel guilty. I feel like I'm selfish. I think that I'm supposed to do it all. And again, if that was role modeled to you, it's like, okay, so the person who did the role modeling, that was their thing. And I know we have a lot of cultural messages for women. Like, yeah, you need to do it all. It's like, you need to be superwoman. It's like, there is no superwoman. And asking for help, receiving help makes you actually a better mom, makes you a better business owner, makes you a better partner, makes you a better friend. Because like what you are saying too, with that self-care, it's, you're going to be more grounded and more centered because you're taking care of you. You've got more capacity. I like to say you truly have more bandwidth to do the things that you love to do and be with the people you want to be with. Yeah. That makes that you can't, that made me think of that. Um, whenever somebody gives you a compliment and you go, no, or it's an old thing or you push it down and stuff and you don't accept that compliment accepting help is the same way. I mean, if somebody's offering you help, they're doing it because it probably makes them feel good too. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that you accept that help whenever it's offered. I mean, I've offered to take care of so many people's kids and stuff before and, you know, from relatives and cousins and family members and things. And it's like, Hey, if you ever want us to take care of your kids for you so you can get out for the night, you know, feel free to let us know. And there's like, oh, okay, thanks. And I never hear anything. And yeah. it's like, you know, like, and I know babysitting, what? Come on. <laughs> right. And so, and I know that there's nothing, it, I do not take it personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know there's nothing wrong with me and being able to take care of their kids. I managed to raise three myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, it's that, okay, but did they really mean it? And you start questioning whether or not a person's motives for offering was really what you know you should be taking advantage of and instead of questioning it just accept it if they didn't want to offer they wouldn't have offered and so go ahead and accept it if somebody calls and says hey do you want tommy to come over tonight so that you can have a couple of hours to yourself you know he has so much fun playing at our house that would be great i would really love that and Mm -hmm. just accept it and you can talk to Tommy later and find out if he had fun and maybe you can do it again. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, just making sure that you actually follow up on those things because those are missed opportunities for you to be able to actually do something for you. Even if the only thing you did when Tommy went to the person's house was go jump in the tub and have a candlelight bath and just take care of yourself. That is worth having that time. Yes. Exactly. Or you actually pick up the novel you've been wanting to read and you got through a whole chapter uninterrupted. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uninterrupted. That just does not happen ever. <laughs> but so much of this is for us adult women, it's breaking these patterns that have been handed down over and over and over through generations and through our cultural beliefs. It's just like, no more. We don't need to keep the systems that are not working for us or families or our business and being able to change that. And that change starts with us individually. It starts from the inside out. And the more that we're able to catch that, change that, like you said earlier, what am I telling myself? What are the stories I'm saying? What are those 
automatic thoughts that are coming through over and over and over, which have created the habits that I'm doing. When I have that awareness, I can now be more intentional to make that change. And self-care is definitely not selfish, even though there's times I'm like, yeah, we'll be a little selfish. Do something just for you. It's not about your kids. It's not about anybody else. Be a little selfish because you're role modeling. You are a human being first and foremost, and that helps break it for the next generation, which is both for your, your daughters, your sons, all of that. It helps break that cycle. Yeah. It's so funny because I actually, I started from the day she was born, my middle child, which was my oldest daughter was called princess. Uh And she has totally lived up to that name. She is the princess. Her entire world revolves around her. She has a crown that's tattooed on her ankle. She's 21 now, Uh but, um, she is just totally the princess. And I was coming to her one day and I was feeling bad about myself. And I was feeling bad about how I felt like I wasn't a good enough mom and things like that. And she's like, mom, you know what though? Remember I'm the princess, which makes you the queen. Oh, and nice response. she turned it on me and I was like, oh my gosh. But I, I watched my mom and I used to think that she had so much confidence and now I see so much doubt in her. And I've always had so much doubt and I'm getting more confidence now. And now I see my kids and they have got even more confidence. And so it's like by raising your kids to be strong, independent, you know, resourceful women and, you know, men and stuff that are Mm -hmm. actually out there to do the world a better place, but to take care of themselves at the same time. um, I think it's just a really neat thing and stuff that we're going to be able to see as my kids grow older and as kids grow up and stuff. Um, people put them down all the time about, you know, the generation Y is too lazy or generation, whatever they are. Um, but I really think that they are finding new ways to do things. Uh-huh. And if they're given the positive mindset to be able to do those things, um, imagine the growth that we're going to end up seeing just in the next, you know, 20 or 30 years compared to what we've even seen in the last 20 or 30. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And I think that that's the beautiful thing, right? When, when kids are raised in an environment where it's safe to think outside the box and there's that secured attachment, they really are more confident. They're self-assured in a healthy way. And so they are very productive and healthy human beings out there to make an impact on the world. And like you're saying for your kids, it's like, wow, watching them grow and what they're doing in the world. It's like, because you're role modeling that. And even when we, yeah, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen, whatever the thing is, it's like, let's not get stuck on the labels or the stereotypes because that gets us all into trouble. When we then assume everybody is the same way. It's like, nope, that is not how this works. Yeah. And so, yeah, really saying, I want to do this differently and think outside the box because I want my kids to see it's okay for them too as well and you want a sustainable business. I mean, if you're burnt out, if you're totally stressed out all the time, then you don't have a business either. You can't serve clients or you can't create your products, whatever it is that you do in your business or even in your career, you're not going to be able to advance or excel or stand up for yourself or even when we're stressed out, right? We know it impacts our memory. We know it impacts our focus. We know it impacts our concentration. So when we're stressed out, it's like just not as present. So it's like, okay, when I'm taking care of me, when I'm having moments of downtime, again, that can be as as small as 15 minutes can -hmm. make a big difference. Closing your eyes, focusing on your breathing can make a big difference of getting back into your body, getting back into the moment so that 
you can do the next thing that you want to do and go from there. Yeah. And it was interesting. I heard something about, you know, if you want a burst of energy, um, tighten up your entire body mm-hmm. and make it as tight as possible. Make sure that you make super hard fist and just really tighten up. And then as you let go, scream out, yes, 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 yes. And it is so funny how much energy that you get just from doing that. And how much, I mean, like even my, you know, thought processes and my tone of voice and like everything and stuff, you just get so much energy and it can be fleeting. So you have to take advantage of it right then. But just being able to do that on a, you know, semi-regular basis, give yourself that burst of energy, give yourself that time to recoup and to be able to be a better mom, a better businesswoman, a better wife, um, just whatever it is and stuff that your goal is and everything, you really will be a better person in general to, by being able to take care of yourself. It was, I was laughing at that, at, at your example you gave, because it's like, oh, well, that's a modification of the progressive relaxation method that I typically <laughs> teach, where you do it by body part. Like, first do your your um, hands and clench them and count to 10 and then open them wide open, right, to the release. Yeah. when we when we um, tighten our muscles we, and then relax, you can feel that. But I love adding the yes, yes, yes well, at the end of that. Doing it every single bit. And if you tighten up your entire body all at the yeah. same time, you are so like ready to burst that one of your bursts <laughs> exactly. and you say something positive with it. And so you can start saying your positive affirmations. Like I have the, I am a great coach. I am an effective coach. I am a great life. Like, oh my gosh. And it just charges you yeah. um versus the relaxation <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah because i was like yeah that would be it's a different mindset of where the relaxation part is like no i'm just here to kind of chill and restore but this is yeah the burst of energy so i like it it's like ooh, got two ways of doing things one does this one does this ooh, yeah it. it's like and my husband tries to do the whole progressive relaxation and stuff with me because i have trouble going to sleep at night and he's like okay now take a deep breath and i was like no i can't it's just not happening. And he's like, no, take a deep breath. And I'm like, but I'll yawn. And he goes, which means you're getting tired. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> but I want to fight that because that's my habit. Yes. <laughs> my habit is stay awake until one o'clock in the morning and then not get up the next morning. Right. <laughs> so, well, Nicole, we're kind of coming to the end. Um, what kind of uh, thought process would you like to leave the listeners with? To really get curious about what, like you had said from the get-go, like what am I telling myself about self-care? What am I telling myself about being stressed out? Is it really true that I am, that it's not okay for me to take care of myself, that I think I'm so overwhelmed all the time, that I'm too busy? It's like, yeah, that I'm choosing to do these things and that I can change that. I have the power to change that and really breaking these cycles to know that, wow, when I take care of me. I take care of everybody. That is awesome. So um, thank you, Nicole, for being on. We're going to have all of Nicole's links in the description. Um, And she also has a podcast as well. So if you want to listen to her podcast, Um, but thank you again for being on. Thank you so much. Welcome to What the Fox, Empowerment for Women.